Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Tom Murphy is standing by on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline on a Thursday because we are off tomorrow. And Tom, it's good to talk to you. Happy Fourth of July, if I can wish you that. I guess it's not even technically yeah. July yet, but anyway. How are you? I appreciate it, man. Good, good to be with you guys a day early, and uh, yeah, everybody can have a great weekend, right? Tom, question of the day today: Are you going to blow up stuff yourself? Go watch stuff blow up, or skip the whole thing, or do both? Um, our neighborhood is real good at putting on shows, so I'm going to watch a lot, and I'm probably going to go to one. Uh, I've been to Bentonville a couple times. I hear the, I think Bella Vista puts on a good one. So the answer is, I'm going to watch people blow stuff up <laughs> and enjoy it. I like, I like. That's smart. So there has been a revolving door in Fayetteville specific to the baseball team since the end of the season, and some of it was probably anticipated. Wes and I and Christian were talking earlier. I think yesterday was a little bit of a surprise that both Gregory and Trest are moving on into the portal, and Wes pointed out that maybe Trest has a professional future in the immediate future for him. But uh, I think I was expecting both those guys to be part of the roster next year. Yeah, a little surprising, you know, especially since Gregory got so many starts. I'm not sure. Probably he probably started 90% of the games or high 80s. Um, batting average tailed off late in the year. On base percentage tailed off some. I don't know if this is a hey, I'm going to go find a place I can start every day, or it's I see what's coming on this roster and know that my playing time next year might not be as big. I'm not positive on that. I haven't had. A lot of contact with the baseball since uh, Omaha. I've actually been, had a few slow days. But, yeah, um, it's, it's Dave Van Horn talks every year about roster management and how it's really difficult, and the portal's added another dimension to that. And so they succeed at it. They're good at it. But this is going to be a real challenge, a real poser for Dave and his staff to put together. And, and there's a lot of new incoming folks that are going to be good too. But when you only bring back – one starting position player in Peyton Stovall, that's a lot of people to replace. So I don't think they're going to be picked in the top, probably top three in the West next year. Mm. No, it just depends on the pitching, though. You know, if you've got some front-line guys, I mean, we're going to have Connor Nolan on in a minute. If he decides to come back, and we got to keep an eye on Peyton Paulette, well, you know, what if he comes back, doesn't like his draft value? Uh, you yeah. know, all of a sudden, then the pitching looks outstanding – they may get some respect because a lot of times that's what they look at that weekend, those weekend guys. But you're right when you're uh, having to replace that many guys. You know, Tom and I've been getting this, and Justin's been getting it. It's it's people are kind of worried that they they, they don't even have enough guys to field a team. Uh, but I don't think what people realize is they've already signed a, a nice class and got a bunch of JUCO guys and freshmen coming in, and it's just going to be new names and new faces out there in the field. Yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, guys like Wagner, the transfer. Uh, he'll probably get himself a starting position. And there's several others, and a lot of the freshmen. It's always the other dynamic is which the freshmen get drafted and go. And so it's, it's always, uh, I don't know, precarious, um, uh, up-in-the-air type situation throughout, you know, right up until the draft, really, and beyond it a little. But, you know, you're, you're right, and I guess you guys are going to straight up ask Connor what are his prospects for next year. That's great. So I'll be listening. Um, but yeah, it's let too, and you could end up having a a plethora of potential starting weekend starters. When you talk about McIntyre being back, a guy who just wins games, who just pitches well, 
uh, maybe doesn't blow up the the velo or you know the stuff charts, but just wins, knows how to pitch. Mm-hmm. And then you add Hagen Smith to it. Uh, you add Tiger, who might go into the starting rotation. So they're going to have a lot of pitching options and probably the start of a really good bullpen as well. Um, but you know they have enough experience in this, but I feel like they're going to field a quality team. You know, I think their performances might end up being somewhat similar to this year. Uh, 2021 was a deal that might not ever be repeated again because Tennessee didn't do it this year when you win every series. But um, I trust DVH and the staff to put quality guys on the field. Tom, every year the draft comes along, guys get drafted, and then we have pleasant surprises. Guys decide, you know what, that's not enough money, I'm coming back. Uh, you know, last year you had mm-hmm. Jalen Battles and Brady Slavens. You think there's a, uh, yeah. is there someone out there like that? That It's a surprise, so it's hard to pick one, but could you, could you see that happening? Well, it could be, but you know what, we've been impacted by the shorter draft um, the last couple of years, and so I have a feeling like this is going to kind of open things back up uh, people are going to not have as many, you know, COVID fingers maybe. And so it, it could happen. Um, and I hope it does because, um, yeah, I don't know. I like I like the veteran guys coming back. and Having Slavens another year this year was huge for them and, and so on. Uh, it could happen. And I don't, I'm not saying one guy might be in that position more than another, but Paulette is going to be a great example. Like, he's coming off the surgery. Um does he get drafted where he feels like he should? Does he want to have another year in college? So he's going to be one of the big keys to this offseason. Tom, know, we, go ahead. Well, I was going to say the morning show had Robert Moore on. And you know what? He, he had a disappointing year at the plate. He left open that door and was kind of joking around a little bit. And, and you keep in mind, wow. he came to school early, you know, so he's a younger guy. So I don't know. I, I just wonder where he gets drafted and what kind of value he has, what kind of money he can get. Well, absolutely. Um, when he ended up hitting less than 230, I believe, um, does he have an – certainly the family's not in any position where he needs to go and make money right now. Uh, if he likes the college experience, perhaps he does consider it. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and listen to what he said on the morning show because that's a, a very intriguing possibility that uh, he would want to be, you know, in the middle of the order again, maybe driving some more runs. And, you know, his defense is just outstanding. Mm-hmm. So, wow, if he and, say, you know, a guy like Paulette or Nolan, maybe one other guy you don't expect come back, you know, that's huge pieces for the sure. Razorbacks. Absolutely. Well, and Stovall, obviously, they'll build around him. I don't know what, if he bats 3-4, where they'll put him next year, but I would think he'll be key right. guy on the lineup next mm-hmm. year for sure. Talking to Tom Murphy from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and Whole Hog Sports. On the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, you know, we were talking about the health of the program, Tom, and, you you know, you watched the teams. You were there in, in Omaha. And I said, even though Ole Miss won it and Oklahoma was in the final, I really wouldn't trade this baseball program for anybody else. I think, you know, the consistency is there. And you just feel like, I mean, I do at least, that they're going to eventually break through. You've got to get some breaks and some luck, and they weren't far off this year. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm tr- I was just trying to think right then, real, real fast, is there anybody in the country who can compare to them right now, like three out of the four last College World Series, um, and and just knocking on the door all the time, contending in your division, the toughest in baseball every year. I don't know if there's anybody out there. And really all, all DVH needs to kind of put his stamp on the greatness is one more is one College World Series title. Uh, is he entering Mike Martin territory? No, not close. But 
Uh, I'm not sure if there's been any guys who've gone nine times who didn't win one. So, um, yeah, you know, DVH is a good guy. He runs a great program. He loves the game, respects the game. You want to see him win a championship and kind of get that extra validation. We had a – it was Justin, I don't follow a lot of – uh, fans on social media and, and Facebook, but apparently you know, a lot of people already knew about Dylan Leach and his family's disapproval of uh, how he was treated. Uh, was that a surprise for you that he decided to go to Missouri? No, I've been hearing a little bit of that. Um, you know, Missouri probably could promise him, you know, 90 something percent chance to start at catcher, and maybe Arkansas couldn't do that. Look, he couldn't have realistically thought that he would start over Casey Opitz when he came early. And, then, and maybe Casey Opitz coming back, you know, was a little bit of a surprise to them. Uh, and, and then you cannot expect that you're not going to get recruited behind. And you cannot argue that Michael Turner was a huge value and asset to this program this year. So um, maybe he felt like the cards did not, you know, play out that he was going to be the starting catcher. Or maybe – you know, he he felt like he didn't get enough playing time after the five for five against UCA, and uh, decided to move on where he feels like playing time is closer to guaranteed. Yeah, maybe he, he didn't feel uh, appreciated, and and and, and maybe yep. a sore spot was when they went out and got Michael Turner, and uh, they mm-hmm. felt like that was going to be his job, and uh, they they went out and did it once. Well, they may do it again and go out and get another catcher, and here we are again this year. I don't know. It's just, it's hard to put your uh, self in their shoes and what they're thinking. Uh, Tom Murphy with us with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, wholehogsports.com. He's on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Uh, when you look at DVH, you, you said something. If he would have, and I hate to go back to that year, but if they would have won it that year, I mean, you think about it, he would have had his legacy already cemented that he is out there as one of the greatest, and there's not much of an argument right now. Yeah, he would have, and you know, you just kind of hate it for them that it was right there, you know, for the taking. And honestly, I, I think Tim Corbin's got two, and, you know, Vanderbilt is up there. So I think Corbin would have to be viewed as, like, uh, the highest achieving coach in the SEC right now. Mm-hmm. But if DVH had won that one, you, you could argue Dave's right behind him. Well, now Bianco mm-hmm. has his own, and even though they've been a team of much greater postseason disappointment than the Razorbacks, they put it all together this year. And so um, if, they, if they continue to recruit at the level they do and they continue to uh, knock on that door, sooner or later it's going to come down and uh, they're going to come away from Omaha victorious. But I, I have to tell you, in the moment in 2018, um, that might be – there's probably a few football games along the way that they blew um, that stuck with me over the years. But this one, that one really hurt because you had it. And if you were in that locker room and saw those players post-game, game two, uh, I did not think they had much of a chance to win the following day, and they did I follow the guys on D1 Baseball, and they do a good job of uh, you know, uh, coaches' uh, rumors and jobs that are open. I've been a little, and pleasantly surprised that I haven't seen Hobbs' name or Thompson's <laughs> name out there. Yeah, the thought was that Nate Thompson might – be in line for some stuff this year and you know it's not over yet and he could be um but those are quality assistants and uh i think dave van horn would really like to hold on to him longer 
but at some point, the guys make their own ways. You know, Wes Johnson did what he did, and now he's back in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point, Matt Hobbs is going to get an offer he can't refuse um, from somewhere or a head coaching post, and we'll probably go on. And the same for Nate. Um, but uh, right now, man, it's just self-sustaining deal with recruiting and the quality of instruction these guys get um, and the facilities. Arkansas baseball is their recruiting is not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Talking to Tom Murphy on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, I got a note here on our first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line. Why did Ethan Bates leave the team after the fall he had, the highest batting average on the team last year as a part-time player and was looking to be a starter this season? What happened? Tom? Yeah, honestly, um, I, I, I don't know the answer to, to that one. Um, he, uh, It seemed like there was a potential for him, too. And uh, sometimes... There's all kind of circumstances that can play out, and I'm not aware of that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Tom, enjoy your fourth, my friend. I appreciate you, and we will uh, catch up with you next week in our traditional slot. Outstanding. Y'all have a great fourth of July. Thanks, Tom. You too. You too. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Tom Murphy, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette.